0: Hi there, and welcome to the T21 mom podcast. And this is episode 57. My name is Mary and I'll be your host. Each episode, we'll talk about life, Down syndrome, mamahood, single parenting, and pretty much everything in between. I have a daughter named Ainsley and she's eight years old and rocking an extra chromosome, also known as Down syndrome. And I am living life my way. And just like all the other weeks, My friend, Ron, and co-host is joining me here today.
1: Hey, Mary, uh, how's it going? Any changes in your uh, walking status? How's Ainsley? So many questions, so little time.
0: (laughs) We're doing pretty good. I can drive now, which is good, and I'm slowly returning to work, so getting some normalcy back into our life.
1: Driving in Vancouver is always a challenge, so (laughs) even for the fully able.
0: Exactly. And Ainsley, she's doing pretty good, too. She's healing up nicely. So I'm glad about that.
1: Is her, is her arm, is, is, is her arm still painfully sore? Or is she still in the sling or?
0: She'll be in the sling for a few more weeks. Uh, probably another two, two to three weeks or so. And we'll go back to the, the doctor. We have the same doctor. <laughs> <laughs> she said, when we walked in to see her, she goes, Oh, I was wondering if it was a relation. <laughs> <laughs> yep it is so yeah so we'll go back in a bit to see her we're actually gonna both see her at the same time (laughs) I said can we do a twofer she said sure so
1: well saves time saves money well yeah time anyway yeah um time and how are you doing with stairs
0: uh going up is not that big of a deal going down is a bit of a challenge still right. so
1: because that's yeah. where all the weight and the mobility mm-hmm. and yeah
0: one yeah. step at a time that's really literally all I can do is one step
1: at a time so okay <laughs> and you're off the neely
0: that is gone it is gone okay. yes I'm off and and to it the was, races
1: so to it speak. it was fun while it lasted
0: well until Ainsley had her little accident on it yeah
1: yeah so Today's show talking to a young lady mm-hmm. who is an amazing demonstrates an amazing amount of altruism mm-hmm. uh, has the energy of five. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and why don't you expand on on Riley Kate?
0: Well, today we're going to talk to Riley Kate, who is the founder of the Trium Tribe, and she just really talks about her experience with people, people with disabilities, people with Down syndrome. And what's just so amazing is she's all of 16 years old and she's done all these incredible things. And she started the Trium Tribe, which is a nonprofit, which welcomes uh, babies with Down syndrome who've been adopted. As often these kids are adopted, when they're a little bit older you know they you know they're not newborns coming home you know they could be they could be a few months or a year but some of them are even a couple of years old and she sends welcome baskets to them which I think is really fantastic and amazing and it was a real joy to to speak to Riley Kate
1: okay well why don't we go and talk to her then okay okay
0: Today on the T21 Mom podcast, I'm talking with Riley Kate, founder of the nonprofit The Trium Tribe. She has done a lot of amazing things and she is only 16 years old. That's right, 16, grade 10. Welcome Riley Kate. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on today. Well, I'm really excited to chat with you because I think you have done some really fabulous and amazing things and you're such a young person and I think it's really exciting when you know we hear about people like you involved in our community so thank you for coming on. So like I said you are so young and you've already done so many amazing things but why don't you tell us a little bit about you?
2: Yeah, so I'm 16, like you
0: said, and I founded the Trium
2: Tribe six months ago. We send welcome home baskets to children with Down syndrome who have recently been adopted. And so I'm involved in my local Down syndrome community through my local Gigi's Playhouse Down Syndrome Achievement Center. And that just really opened up my eyes to the need for Down syndrome adoption. And so that's how
0: I got started. Oh, that's fantastic. And so outside of all your volunteer work, what other things do you like to do? I did see a a guitar in your room there.
2: (laughs) I Yeah, I used to play the violin and piano, and so Mm -hmm. I'm pretty musical, but I don't anymore. I mostly just hang out with friends and family, and I volunteer a lot, like I would say two to three days a week, and so with that in school, it kind of fills up my time.
0: Yeah, I bet. that. Yeah, that's a lot, but That's awesome. I used to volunteer a lot when I was young as well. So that's wonderful. So, you know, I want to talk a lot about the Trium tribe and how it started, but I want to know more about like, how did you get to that point? Like where you wanted to start this? Like I, you know, do you want to go ahead and share a little bit?
2: Yeah, I'll just give kind of the overview. So when I was five, there was a boy in my class with autism, and we just had an immediate connection. I'd never met anyone with a disability, and I don't have any family members um, with disabilities. And so every year in elementary school, I just had a new friend who looked or acted a little bit differently than me. My school had some great inclusive practices in place, Mm -hmm. and so children with disabilities were fully included, and I loved that. Um, And then in middle school, I got involved with Best Buddies, and then I found Gigi's Playhouse one day when I was just walking around, and (laughs) I knew that I had to get involved because I just thought it was the most amazing thing. So I just jumped right on in and met some of my best friends
0: there. Oh, wow. That is fantastic. And we don't have Gigi's house in, in Canada, I'm hoping that they might one day come here, but like locally we have what's called the Down Syndrome Resource Foundation, which I think offers a lot of the similar things that Gigi's does, but unfortunately the DSRF or the Down Syndrome Resource Foundation, it's only in Burnaby. I mean, they do have some satellite locations in BC, but you know, there's just such a need like Gigi's to have more accessibility to people for the different programs and therapies, as I'm sure you know. yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. <laughs> so, and I think that's really amazing that you actually remember the first time you met someone with a disability. Cause I don't remember the first time I met somebody with a disability and like, what was that? Like you said you had an instant connection and like, what were your first impressions? Like, do you think that's kind of sort of what started you on this path that you're on?
2: I do. He was non-speaking at the time. And so, um, but I don't, no one ever explained to me what autism was or that there was something different about him. I was just drawn to him is the only way I can explain it. So I would go to his house to help um, him with like occupational therapy and work alongside his therapist. We'd play every day outside at recess and on field trips and everything. And I kind of assumed up until I was in, I think sixth grade, that everyone felt like that. I thought that Everyone saw the kids with the disabilities in our class and was just saw them as any other part of our class and wanted to hang out with them as well. And then I quickly learned that was not the case, but that was just what I believed because they were just a part of our
0: community. Wow. That's, that's so fantastic to hear honestly, and especially coming from such a young person, like that's amazing and wonderful. And, and I know everyone is thankful for that, that you are seeing our kids and other people with disabilities the same way. So that that's wonderful. Now, I know you said that you don't have a sibling or a relative with a disability or down syndrome, but do you happen to remember the first time you met somebody with down syndrome?
2: Yes. A boy in third grade moved to my school who had Down syndrome. And in fourth grade, I was in his class. He still goes to my school now. Mm-hmm. And so, but he was nonverbal. And I think I was honestly the only person in our class who talked to him because he didn't talk back and no one really understood that. But I remember every day we'd go outside for recess and I'd always push him on the swings because that was the one thing he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I was just, him right where he was at. And so, yeah, but I, I didn't, like, I don't remember anyone telling me what down syndrome was. I just always knew that it would be a part of my life somehow.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. So you talked about being in sixth grade when you noticed that things were people treated kids with differences differently. And I read a story about you when you said you were in sixth grade and the teacher asked, you were in the class to uh, share what they wanted to be when you were older. So, can you tell us what you what you wrote or what you shared?
2: Uh huh. So we were making like a poster of things, and I'm actually in the gifted education program, so there were only about like ten kids in the class. So I have an IEP, but for a totally different thing because I'm not challenged enough. So I have that perspective too. But <laughs> um, and so everyone was writing down you know, these fancy cars they wanted and jobs and where they would like to live. And the main thing I wrote down was have a child with Down syndrome. And everyone was like, you can't plan that. What are you talking about? And I was like, no, you can, you can just adopt. And this was before I had like gotten involved with Gigi's Playhouse. I didn't know anything about Down syndrome
0: adoption, but that's just what I told them. And now I know it's so true. That's amazing do you think you might want to still adopt a child with Down syndrome when you're older?
2: Oh yeah, that's like my one goal.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And yeah, you, you talked about how your classmates reacted and I can only imagine what that would be like. So and even I think even as adults, I think people would have a similar reaction to when people are saying, I, I want to adopt a child with Down syndrome, but I do know that they're highly adoptable. Like There's always a a lot of people want to adopt kids with Down syndrome. So that's fantastic. So can you tell us about the Trium tribe? And how did you come up with the name? I mean, I know what it means. And obviously, you know what it means. Uh, And what was the inspiration behind it?
2: Mm-hmm. so first off the name comes from the latin phrase omni trium perfectum which means everything that is perfect comes in threes for mm-hmm. the three copies of the 21st chromosome and i don't really know how i came up with that just i was trying to come up with names and that one just kind of popped in my head and i thought it worked so that's where we are um but i started it six months ago And I really did not know what I was doing. My best friend named Hayden, who I met from Gigi's Playhouse, um, he has Down syndrome and he was adopted. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, he was adopted domestically. So I've gotten to meet his birth family and I know all of his story. And through my work just in the Down syndrome community, I found out about all of the orphans all over the world. And I saw there were no organizations, you know, welcoming them home. There are so many that are welcoming newborns home um, from the hospital, but there was nothing for when the child's a little bit older and joins their family. So I decided to start something and I found my first few families over Instagram and now people just find me as well.
0: Oh, wow. I was wondering how that worked, how how you came in contact with the family. Now, and Hayden, he was three when he was adopted, right?
2: So the week that he... Um, was adopted and came home was the same week that I started at Gigi's. And so our first, or like when I met him, it was both of our first days at Gigi's. So we've been together for it all.
0: Oh, wow. So you guys must be like
1: yes, tight, definitely.
0: right? <laughs> and how old is Hayden now? He's seven. He's seven. So, okay. So this is all, well, cause you're only 16. So this is all happened like it really in the last two years. So like, and how long did you sort of think about it, like doing this? And then, cause I know you said you started six months ago, but did you, did you just do it or there must've been some kind of planning involved? Yeah.
2: I've always wanted to have a business or nonprofit or something like that. And I, like, even from the time I was in elementary school, I had a million ideas of things I wanted to do. And so when I saw the need, it just kind of clicked like this is something I want to do. So, of course, I talked to my parents about it and they had never been on board with any of my business ideas. I mean, I was like seven or eight when I came up with them. So it makes sense. But this one, they were like, I think you need to do it. I think this is, this is going to be something big. And so I kind of just started off on Instagram, you know, made an account, looked for families and planned out the baskets.
0: And yeah. And they, and so essentially they find you, is that correct?
2: Mostly it's about half and half. So the first few families I found them, or I just had, you know, other families DMing me and saying, Hey, you know, we know this person, but now, yeah, a lot of people find me and we're also partnered with the national down syndrome adoption network. And so when they bring a child home, we send them a basket too.
0: Oh, that's really fantastic that you've got the support of them. So, oh, how wonderful. And so did they contact you or did you contact them?
2: I contacted them. So Hayden was adopted um, with their help. And I had actually met Stephanie before at the, the rock and mom's tree. I'm from Nashville. And so I, went to the Rock and Moms Retreat and helped um, Heather Avis from The Lucky Few at her booth. We had just gotten oh. connected. And so I had met Stephanie then. So when I reached out to her, she already knew me and she said
0: she would love to do it. And, and sorry, is Stephanie uh, Hayden's mom?
2: Stephanie is
0: the director of the Downstream. Oh. Center- okay, yeah. gotcha. Yes, yes. And I was at that retreat too. So you can go and listen to that episode if you want <laughs> But I know uh, we talked previously before we started recording, like Kelsey, who has adopted two little boys. I mean, they were babies, essentially, when she adopted them. But yeah, so but how nice that, you know, like you said, when often the kids are a little bit older, especially if they're coming from overseas, that they can still have that celebration you know yeah. that newborns get so that's that is so fantastic and so you've you started six months ago so what like octoberish yep october 2020
2: wow. not, maybe mid-november i believe
0: so so not even six months wow that's fantastic and so how many baskets have you done to, to date
2: we have sent 20 baskets
0: wow that's very impressive that's awesome. And what was it like to give the first basket? Like, did you go to the family's home or like, how did you do it?
2: So I just ship them all over the United States. I haven't actually shipped one to a family in Tennessee where I am. So I haven't gotten to meet <laughs> any in person yet, but hopefully one day I'll get to meet some of them. So I Yeah, so someone just reached out to me and was like, I know of this family. They're in Ukraine right now picking up their daughter. And so I reached out to them. And as soon as they came home, I sent the basket. And to see pictures of the little girl with all of her things and like they sent a video, it was the sweetest thing. And it just made my day. I mean, I still look at those pictures so much. And from all the kids that we've sent baskets to.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And how old was the little girl from Ukraine? She was, she had just turned one. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. That is so fantastic. So what kind of things do you put in the baskets? I mean, we've had a couple different people on who do like the newborn baskets essentially, but what do you put in your baskets? So
2: they all have a super soft blanket that, Mm -hmm. well, I tried to learn how to make the blankets. but I don't know how to sew. So my mom just makes them those now because it's just so much easier so my mom makes the blankets and then they have a little t-shirt a board book a um, book that I compiled called 21 things I've learned from down syndrome a scripture blog that says for this child I have prayed and then various other things that have been donated so for little girls we have little bows and headbands and things and we've had necklaces and key change just whatever we have donated we send back
0: Oh, wow. That is just so fantastic. And so how have you been able to put these baskets together? Because obviously this costs money and it sounds like you've got some, some organizations donating to you. It, like, are you contacting them? Are they finding you like, how, how has this all kind of like happened? I mean, it's, you haven't been around all that long and it's, you've already done yeah. 20 baskets. That's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah. They have actually pretty much all found me to donate, but then when we first started, I do not like to spend my money. So I've just saved it over the years. And so I just did it out of my bank account. And, you know, eventually it got too expensive and realized that wasn't going to work. So my biggest fundraisers I've done is I make these like illustrations of families. I I have some on my Instagram somewhere um, that I just sell. And so that's been the biggest fundraiser. And that one, like when I announced it the first time, a bigger account got traction of it and shared with their followers. And so it was just kind of, you know, I was doing 35 portraits a week. And so I did that, yeah, I did that two times. So I've done two rounds of that. And then I've also had some people just reach out and wanna donate by themselves. So right now I'm not having to use my own money, but if it comes to that, I'll totally do it
0: again. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Just honestly, you're amazing you know, to do all of this, like, honestly, that is incredible. But I, you know, I, I think you're going to get some good traction. Like you said, like the people that are contacting you and, and I also noticed on Instagram, like you had some different, uh, like the littlest warrior and there was another yeah. shirt company. I can't recall right now, you know, that they were donating profits, I guess, for the month to you. So like, so are you a registered nonprofit yet? I, I know it's a little different than in Canada. So, so are you registered? Like people can make a donation directly to the Trium tribe?
2: Yeah. So we got our official status about two weeks ago. So we Woo-hoo. are registered. Yep.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And we'll certainly share all that at the end of the show, how people can connect with you or make a donation or contribute to your amazing basket. So you, you won't forget to do that. And we'll put all the right. links in the show notes. So that's awesome. Now, I know you mentioned about one of the things that you put in the baskets is a book that you wrote. Is, is that correct? The, the 21 things I've learned from Down syndrome. Yes. So what exactly is that?
2: So, well, I pretty much just compiled it. So it's mm-hmm. 21 different individuals with Down syndrome because of the 21st chromosome, of course,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: there's a picture of each of them and then a few sentences about what their loved ones have learned from them. So it's mostly moms, but there's also a few friends and siblings who have written as well. And so, yeah, it's to their people with Down syndrome of all ages and... Yeah, that's pretty much it. It just features them and shows the beauty that's in Down syndrome. And we've had some other organizations like New Parent Baskets and Down syndrome organizations who have bought them from us to include in their baskets as well. So it can be, you know, families at every stage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. I don't know when you have time to do all this. So you know, I guess that's why you gave up those other instruments that you said you don't play anymore. Oh, yeah, so. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so you said you've done 20 baskets, which is outstanding. So uh, I know you're just, you're just nationally, mm-hmm. but if someone, say, was adopting internationally then they live outside of the states would you send a basket to them or would you be able to send a basket to them
2: yeah the goal is to be able to send them anywhere in the world so i think right now i mean especially if it's just canada or somewhere you know closer that would definitely be able to happen
0: oh that's that's amazing that's fantastic and okay now for me as a parent with a child with Down syndrome and probably like most other parents in our community, we are constantly having to advocate for our kids. And so, I mean, you kind of touched on it earlier, but do you know where your passion for advocacy comes from? Like, do you think it stems from meeting Hayden or from your first time that you met someone with a disability or is it something in your family? Like, I mean, you're, as I've said several times, you're very young to be, have done all of this already and, you know, and it's accomplished, you know, it's, it's wonderful and amazing. So where, where does that sort of stem from for you?
2: Yeah, I'm not really sure. (laughs) I think it's just something in me because no one else in my family, like they of course are supporting me and they go to events with me and they've met like Hayden and a few of other, of my friends from Gigi's, but they just don't kind of get it like I do. They don't really understand the passion behind it. And mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure where that came from. I think it was present even before meeting Hayden, but meeting him kind of opened up my eyes to the need mm-hmm. for just awareness and acceptance for people with Down syndrome and then also Down syndrome adoption. And so I think that I always would have ended up on some sort of advocacy path but he just led me on this one. And same with that first friend um, from when I was five.
0: Wow. Wow. That's just incredible. Now going through the Trium tribes, Instagram or IG, uh, like, I mean, all these kids waiting for adoption. And I know you were kind of, you kind of highlight them. So how, how do you find these kids to highlight? Like, were you doing it sort of by country, like a month or how were you doing it?
2: Yeah. So I, for a while, I, well, I kind of still do have it going on, but a series about the different countries requirements. And so those mm-hmm. would be a child from that country was featured once a week. And so I try to feature a child once a week, but I find them all through Reese's Rainbow, which mm-hmm. is an organization that advocates for um, children with all disabilities in orphanages. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I find all of the kids with Down syndrome there are so many of them. I mean, there are thousands of them, so it's so hard to choose which one I want to feature that week.
0: but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, and I remember looking at Reese's Rainbow a few years ago, and I did a little fundraiser at my workplace. like I like to bake. I bake a lot of cookies, and uh, i I there was a little girl in China, I think she was two and, you know, she'd been left at a bus stop. I mean, it's heartbreaking, right? I mean, at least she was left somewhere where she could be found. So I fundraised, you know, for her adoption. And I don't know, I mean, it's a few years ago now, so I'm hopefully she's been adopted at this point, but yeah, it, it feels good to do that. And I like like what you're saying that you highlighted like the different kind of adoption facts for lack of a better word, to what it entails in each country to, to adopt a child because each country has different, um, what's the right word? Like they have different, you know, things that you, requirements, I guess, you know, to adopt. So some are more strict you know, and because at one point before I had my daughter Ainsley, I had kind of was looking at adoption and some some countries don't allow single parents to adopt. And I was a single mom. So, yeah, so that that's really cool. Like people can just go to your site and, you know, they can find out the info like quite readily right there. So I thought that was really um, very good. And you're doing a lot of work to find out all that info and you know. yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing. So what are your future plans for the trium tribe? I know you said your goal is to where you could send Bascus anywhere, but you know, you're not even six months in and is it sort of already beyond your expectations or like when you went into it, what were your expectations and where do you want to see it go?
2: Yeah, I really didn't have any expectations. I had no clue what was going to happen. I thought maybe I'd send you know, five baskets. And I did not expect it to be a registered nonprofit because I just didn't think we would need that. And so I didn't realize how many families were adopting. Even with COVID, I thought that it had slowed down a lot, which it has, but there are still so many families that are bringing their children home. And so in the future, of course, I want to keep sending baskets, but my one big goal is to have adoption grants because Mm -hmm. international adoption is upwards of $30,000. And I mean, for the majority of people, that's just, that's mm-hmm. not even doesn't seem possible without a ton of fundraising and grants and things like that. And so that's what holds a lot of people back from adoption. And so I just want to be able to provide grants to, you know, support these families throughout their process, and then when their children come home. So that's the goal.
0: I am pretty confident that you will reach and exceed that goal. You know, I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, you've done some pretty amazing stuff in a very short period of time. So, and I think people will look at that. And so, I mean, you're only grade 10, right? You said grade 10. So what, I mean, you still got another two years to go before then to high school. So kind of what's your plans beyond that? Like, do you want to continue sort of down this road of advocacy or with the Trium tribe, keep growing it? Or what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think, well, since everything is kind of right now, I mean, we don't have an office space or anything. Everything's just at my house, but just figuring out where we are in two years, then I'll decide- where I wanna go to college. And so right now I'm thinking staying locally so that I could still have access to all of my connections and then also to like our makeshift office, which is just just in our basement. Um, But (laughs) I wanna wanna major in, I have a few options I wanna shadow, but I'm thinking special education, occupational therapy, something along those lines to work with children with disabilities. And then also to continue the nonprofit, which just wherever it's at, we'll see, you know, if that becomes my full-time job when I'm out of college or what happens, but
0: yeah. Oh, I'm sure I am confident that you will figure it out because you're doing amazing. Even in COVID times, we've had a few other people on that started their nonprofit during the, during the pandemic, which is crazy, you know, but, uh, kudos to you. I mean, that like i'm sure your parents are very proud of you for you know what you're doing and and for your advocacy work and you know and i love seeing other people who are involved in our community but you know like you who don't have a direct connection to down syndrome like they don't have a child or a sibling or a relative with down syndrome but you're still involved and and making a huge difference which It's just, it's so lovely. And it's so refreshing to hear, you know, because sometimes young people, as I'm sure, you know, don't always have the, you know, they kind of get a bad rap sometimes. (laughs) So it's so refreshing to hear like that young people are, you know, thinking about others and, you know, wanting to make a difference and, and just going for it. So that's wonderful. So Riley Kate, how can people like help you like, I guess, what's the best way people can help you? Is it through a monetary donation, donations for your baskets, or what's the best way that people can help you?
2: So I would say right now, it would be monetary donations
0: to cover mm-hmm. shipping
2: costs because- Those are high. Those are pretty expensive. But also if you have a small business that has something that you think could be a great addition to our baskets, reach out to me and I would love to work with you to include those. hmm Yeah. Just anything like that. And even just spreading the word. If you know someone who's adopting a child with Down syndrome, send them our way. We'd love to connect with them. And
0: yeah. Okay. And so where can people donate? Like, I know you have an Instagram page is, but so how, how would, so what's your Instagram handle?
2: So the Instagram is the Trium Tribe and Trium is T-R-I-U-M. And I have a link tree there that has all the links for donating and our wish list and things like that. And we're working on getting a website set up. Okay. So as soon as that's set up, you should be able to go straight through there. So that, that should be coming pretty soon.
0: Oh, fantastic. You're not creating the website yourself, are you?
2: Uh, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did I already know the answer to that? So <laughs> um, so okay, so people can find you at the Trium Tribe on Instagram, and like as I said, we'll certainly post links so that people can find you and can donate. And when you were talking about a wish list, I know uh, Danielle Gibbons, she does the baskets sur- of. Baskets of Love, which is local here in BC. And then now it's all in BC. But what she did, which might be an idea, is an Amazon wish list. And she got yes. a lot of stuff. I don't know. Well, maybe you're already on that. But yeah, because yeah. that was very successful. So I, because I, I know people want to give and people want to help, but they don't always know how. But like, like you said, if you have a wish list, it makes it easy. People can just purchase it or just make us because giving money is easy, right? Uh-huh. A lot of people say giving money is easy. But what you're doing, It's harder, right? That's why not everyone does it, but people can give and they can still feel good with giving because they're giving to, you know, something that's, uh, that means so much to you. And that is making such a wonderful difference in so many people's lives. I'm thinking of those parents that are, you know, they might be bringing home a five-year-old, but they don't really get a baby shower, but they can still get a lovely basket to help celebrate. Uh, I've learned that in the adoption world, it's called gotcha day the day yeah. that they get their child. So, yeah. And I, and I, I know I follow a few people on, on Facebook and, and Instagram that have adopted children from abroad. So that's wonderful. So is there anything that you would like to add or to let our listeners know about? Um. Well, if you're interested in downstream adoption,
2: um, then definitely reach out to me on Instagram or email me or whatever, all those are on like in my Instagram bio. Um, but I, I or if you're interested in just getting to know some other families who have walked this journey before, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to soon have a podcast to share those family stories. So we'll see. But because they just have the most amazing stories that I just think the world needs to hear. So if you're interested in learning more about any of that, just let me know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, yeah, you could call it the Trium Tribe Podcast. I mean, you probably already know that. So, (laughs) oh, that would be fantastic. I'm sure people would love to hear the stories. And, and I remember uh, when we had Kelsey on, I mean, I knew the story and it it was quite amazing to hear her adoption stories of her, her two sons and she already had a large family. So it, you know, it's just, I love hearing these different stories. So, you know, Riley Kate thank you so much for sharing your story you are such an inspiration I'm sure to well to me and to so many people and I'm sure and maybe even to your peers back home there and you know and thank you so much for sharing your story and and everything that you're doing and and making a difference in our in our children's lives It's amazing
2: Thank you so much for having me. I love getting to share what I do and to hopefully encourage other parents, like while they're advocating for their children, that, you know, inclusion works. So like, just keep pushing for those because without inclusion in elementary school, I would not be here having this nonprofit.
0: And that's very true. And yes, and that that's a testament to inclusion, how it's made a difference, like in your life and and such a positive difference in obviously many people's lives. So that's just fantastic. And thank you once again for sharing your story. It's truly amazing and inspirational. Thank you.
1: Mary, she has so much energy and she does so much with it. In the future, I think we're going to hear more from her because oh, just, just she's she doesn't stop.
0: Yeah, I have which is no good, doubt. Which is good. Yeah, I have no doubt that we're going to hear more from her. That. You know, she's on the road to, I think, some pretty amazing things. And it was really refreshing to, you know, speak to someone so young and so passionate. You know,
1: I, I and feel she speaks like, so very eloquently.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I was just so impressed by her. And, and, you know, she just was very inspirational, I think, you know, just... And it's so nice to see a young person who is involved in our community with really no direct relation to down syndrome. You know, it was just, you know, through friendship really is what it, what it is.
1: And she does because she can, which is an amazing, uh, mm-hmm. which is an amazing uh, way to go through life. Just do because you can.
0: Yes. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, what she's going to do. You know, she, she, is wanting to start a podcast and yeah, I'm hoping she does that. Yeah. I think that she'll have some great stories to tell there and, and she's getting her website set up and, and, you yeah, know, and, so, and
1: she, she said that she was the one that was doing the website on top of all <laughs> of know. this other stuff she's doing.
0: Plus school and, and everything else, yeah, right. Plus all of
1: the, like just all the other stuff that 16 year olds do.
0: Yeah. So pretty amazing. So, you know, I think, this is not the last we're going to hear from her and uh, I'm just really excited to kind of see where her, you know, little nonprofit goes, you know, I think it can.
1: I found it interesting. She actually went to one of the retreats.
0: Well, because she lives in Nashville. So she was helping out a bit at, uh, in the exhibition hall at the lucky few table. And I, I didn't see her there, you know, it was so busy, but, uh, which I thought was really cool. So, you know, it's just, Yeah, it was just really heartwarming and really inspirational to talk with her and and to share her story and and her involvement in the Down syndrome community.
1: Okay, well, uh, thanks again to Riley Kate for uh, spending some of her energy with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And where are we going to go next time?
0: We are going to talk with a woman who goes... Around the world, essentially, and helps children with Down syndrome get their much-needed heart surgery. So, stay okay. tuned for that. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, well, thank you for t- today's show because, like you and Riley, Kate, um, you know, you guys really just hit it off um, in in a really interesting way. So, uh, why don't you walk us out of this one? Because I think we've been running through the whole show.
0: For sure. Thanks for listening to the T21 mom podcast. And as always, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at info at T21 mom.com or find me on Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter at Trisomy 21 mama. Tell me your stories, what's going on in your life, what's important to you. And also please subscribe and leave a review. It would mean a lot to us so that we can become more searchable for others who are looking for information in the Down syndrome community. Keep on loving on your rockin' kiddos, and we will see you next time.
1: See you, Mary. Take care.
0: Thanks, Ron. Bye.